Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joser Jr., and with me is my new co-host, Joey Fitzsimmons. How's it going tonight, Joey? Not too bad, Jr. How about yourself? It's going pretty good. You know, we talked yesterday a little bit how I uh, had to fix a Crown Vic and how I'm getting a new vehicle soon. And I'll tell you yeah. what, I'm I'm going to miss the simplicity I had that coil go out on me. It cost me 40 bucks to fix in five minutes. Really? Yeah. I thought I was going to have to remove the fuel rail to replace the coil. I did not. It was just one bolt out, new one in, and the car is fixed. Dude, I'm going to miss that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the older cars are easier to work on than new nowadays. Oh, yeah, and that thing, it's it's a 2011, but really it's a 98 because they really didn't update much on it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, I I want the audience to know that I decided to give you a shot on this show because, for one, you've been on it before, and you're really good at speaking on the mic, and you're never at a loss for words, and, you know, I enjoy your insights, and you'll call me on bullshit if I'm, you know, a little bit full of whatever, so. Yep. Why don't you tell the audience um, how you got started in racing in the first place? Well, as I said in the previous episode, um, my dad had bought, actually, me and my buddies, I used to have one of my good friends when I used to live down in the cities. Uh, he he and his little brother ended up getting two tracks as rustlers. Okay. And we'd just play with those things nonstop. Sure. And then finally, after a few months of them having them, my birthday rolled around and my mom and dad bought me a Traxxas Slash. Mm. So as, as everybody does, you bash around with those for a while and then you find out, oh, hey, you know, there's this track over here, this track over here. Right. It just so happened that um, I was going to my dad's one weekend, and he asked me, he said, hey, bring your RC car with. Let's go to the racetrack. I'm like, oh, well, where's their racetrack? And he said, up in Foley, St. Cloud, at yeah. when this is back when Sean owned it. Right. So and 2014. Around there, yeah, 2014, yeah. 2015. Nice. Um, so we showed up with our tracks and slashes and – you know, as everybody starts out nowadays in a Traxxas Slash, we went out there, had some fun, and Sean's side, I was on a set of stock Traxxas tires, and he asked if I wanted a set of actual clay racing tires to see how they would work, and I said, yeah, yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. And uh, he offered them up to me, gave them to me, threw them on, and I was just hooked from there. Dude, tires make all the difference sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, there's this... Side note, we'll talk about uh, Dollar from a couple weeks ago in a bit here, but uh, there's a new guy there with a brand new RB10, the Associated Rear Wheel Ready to Run car. Yep. And before he even put his car on the tracks, I gave him a set of brand new twin pins and swaggers because I'm off of those now. But, you know, I hand them out to people who need them because Mm -hmm. those tires are worthless. And he's like, oh, wow. It was just huge. So... You were also lucky that you had a dad that found found you a track because a lot of people get RC vehicles like a Slash that you can race anywhere, but you're not lucky enough to find a hobby shop that 
also has a track attached to it you know you'll go to i don't know um a hub hobby and there's no real affiliations to any other track so you fix your car and you keep running running them on the street and most people lose interest yeah pretty quick actually yeah uh i think it on the Hobbyplex show is either Will Brinton or Alex Sturgeon calls it a two-year RC car. You run it once, you break it, you put it in the closet, and two years later you get the motivation to fix the thing and give it another shot. That sounds like something Alex would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you've been racing ever since, and, you know, we basically started racing together, what, 2018, 2019 when I started coming around the 510 again? Around there, yep. Yeah, and you've really come a long way as a driver, but you know what? You've come just as far as an announcer and a race director. Yeah, I just started picking that up uh, right in the middle of uh, summer when Sean was running his series. Yeah. He he needed a guest announcer because he was running Mini Truggy, or at the time when I wasn't running Nitro Truck. Right. He needed an announcer for Nitro Truck, so I just, yeah, yeah, man, I'll do it. Yeah, And just ever since then, I've just been kind of slowly learning it. And now um, Chris Martin actually has me announcing Thursday Night Throwdowns at uh, the 510. Cool. Do you just get a small percentage of the entry fee or is it a set or do you get, it, is it just experience? It's He's got me started at 3 bucks an entry right now. That's pretty good. Yeah. that's Yeah, he kind of surprised me when he said that much. Yeah. Well, and, you know, Chris, he wants to race, too, and I think Thursday night's his night. Yeah. Yeah, normally if he's not on the track, he's uh, that's that was kind of the whole purpose of me getting into it was uh, on trophy race days or even on club race days. I mean, he wants to race himself, and he also wants to be a part of the community. He doesn't want to be up on the microphone if he doesn't have to be. He'd rather be down, you know, associating with drivers and helping people with setups and things like that for sure all right so yeah that's that's cool that you've um taken such a large a large dive into the community um yeah so should we get right into what we normally do on the show and start out with some uh, moto sheets yeah sure what do we uh, want to start out at 510? Sure, 510. They raced last Saturday. Uh, they did a New Year's party. That's right. Uh, Friday night. Yeah. I, um, I don't think he made heat sheets for it, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Okay, as I'm looking here, yep, he's got heat sheets right here. So for the two drivers, one car, <laughs> he had uh, – he had people come up with team names for him. Okay. Um, I don't know exactly who was in which team, but I do know the top five. Okay. Six Niners was me and KP. Okay. Um, taken second was last place, and that was Jordan Cortan and Seth Van Dalen. Oh, wow. You guys uh, beat a beat – a like a top flight crew that's awesome yeah it was uh if you go onto the 510 facebook page they did a live video of it okay and it was it's pretty badass um me and kp kind of thought the same idea there's a 
little tabletop double going onto the straightaway in the back section. Yes. And and you can make a pretty badass pass if you can jump over the pipe and land on the straightaway. Oh yeah. That's, That's <laughs> and me and KP made that split second decision. He's like, "All right, you're lined up to it." I'm like, go, go for it. And that's, <laughs> we passed, we passed, uh, Cortan and Seth for the lead and ended so, up taking it. What kind of vehicles were you guys running? Uh, KP and I were running his mini truck. Okay. And then Seth and Cortan were running, um, Jordan's four wheel buggy. Yep. Um, your third place guys was, uh, Corey DeRozier and Corey Rosen. Yeah, two oval, couple of oval guys. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a little bit uh, different. Yeah, they uh, they were also running a thirteen five four row buggy. Okay. Um, and then there was Stu and Grant. That was just their team name was Stu and Grant. Yeah. It was uh, Jesse Stewart and Grant Olson. Yeah, they were running a Pro Four. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. And then taking top the fifth spot was Olive Pitts. It was actually my girlfriend Olivia and Dale Reek. Ah, okay, nice. So nice. That was your top five from uh, two drivers, one car. They also did a trailer race. I saw the Facebook live of that, I believe. Yeah, that, that was pretty cool. They, uh, the Derby guys actually take and make these trailers that Pro Fours pull around. Yeah. Um, they did a dash for cash for it as well. So it was kind of like a you guys qualify into it and then whoever starts in the grid will do a dash for cash for you guys. Right on. So taking that one was Kelly Roberts, uh, Randy's lion, which is Trevor, Trevor Johnson. Yep. Is that the last name? Yep. Randy's kid. Yeah. And then we have two did, Trevor Johnsons. We got Randy's kid. And then we also got the Trevor Johnson for Brainerd. Yep. And then, uh, Dale Reek taking the three Jordan Cortan taking the four. And Mason Burt taking the five, and Rick Prov- Provost rounds out the top six for that one. Yeah, and Rick, he says he wants to run Pro 4. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I just got to give him shit. <laughs> um, let's jump into uh, Thursday Night Throwdown the night before. They had uh, quite a few guys show up for that one. Yep, because not many had to work Friday. I was going to show up, but um, I had kickboxing and jiu-jitsu but also dude tires are hard to come by i have to save mm-hmm. what i got for uh the sub-zero yeah um we'll start out sportsman a main mason burke took that one uh chelsea rains took the second and july rains took the third cool um 10 scale truggy i take part in this one my uh my battery dropped a cell so i wasn't able to race the truck a main oh no um, it would have been a good, it would have been a good race. It would have been a really good battle. Um, KP took that one. Uh, Chad Neiman took the second Rick Provost in the third Stu dog in the number five and Dale Reek rounds out your turn. Stu is in number four. Dale Reek is in number five. Cool. You know, I got a question for you. Maybe you could answer this. Yeah. I've noticed since I've been running mini truggy. I've had more batteries just go to shit on me and drop cells like you have, you know. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's just because mini truggies are just so hard on everything, or do you think we're, we don't have quite the quite heavy duty enough electronics or batteries? I, or I think the electronics and the battery are just fine. What do you run for a motor? Uh, Trinity, um, 
Uh, the Trinity RevTech X Factor uh, 60. Okay. I have a Tekken 6.5, and uh, I believe that my motor is drawing too much amps from my battery. It's just killing it. Yep. No, for I've, sure. Uh, one of these days, so. All right. Number one priority after I get my new truck is a new board for this podcast. <laughs> then I have to get a scales one or t- depending on what I'm doing this summer. I'm definitely running nitro on the dirt and I'm think I'm going to do electric on the AstroTurf. And then, um, yeah, it's, um, I want to get a motolizer because those guys are getting not just the most out of stock motors, but their mod motors are so efficient. People who have them, Mm-hmm. And it's not hard to do. You just set the motor at a certain amp dry, and then it is what it is. Yeah. I uh, Sean, he runs a Hobbywing 5.5. Yep. And he says he, has, he never has any issues with battery. Okay. He can run, he can run 15 minutes with a 5.5. And he's got the nice modalizer, too. I'm sure he put it. I'm sure he doesn't do it often, but before he put it in the truck, I'm sure he put it on the modalizer first. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I mean, I'd assume so. Like, all I've done to my motor is just every once in a while when it feels like it's um a little too much for the layout, I knock the timing down a couple degrees. Yep. See, I was going to do that on Thursday, but I uh, forgot my program box at my girlfriend's house. So no. I wasn't able to. I knock it down on the motor. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing I haven't tried yet. Yep. Um, I think I've knocked it down five degrees since... Um, I've got, I think it comes stock at 40 degrees. I think I've knocked it down to about 35. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't totally looked at mine yet. Yeah, it's something to look at for sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Does that um, wrap up 510 or you got more? I got more. Cool. We got stock two-wheel buggy A-Main. Yep. Uh, Scaramel took that one. Cool. Uh, Glad to see he's back racing. Yeah, for sure. Kind of missed having him around. Yeah, lots of hunting for him during the fall and early did, winter. Did you see the bucky shot? It looked big. Yeah, I saw. Oh my, I believe I saw it on oh, Facebook. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that thing is gorgeous. Yeah. Um, Stu Dog taking the number two. Gary Zidnek, the owner of Hobby Farm, came out and raced with us. He cool. took the number took the number three spot. Dude, before he had his track, he was a major five ten regular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I miss having him around, but, you know, I obviously get it. You got a track to run and all that stuff. Yep. And the, he, he's just an awesome dude. And a few times I ran into his, uh, well, I'll call her the wife, Renee. A few times I've ran into her, too. She's been awesome. She's been out to Hades before, I believe. Yep. Yep. They're big into snowmobiling as well in the winter. Yeah. Um, Keith Hodges takes the number four, and Randy Johnson will round out the top five on that one. Cool. They had uh, enough to run Pro Four. That's a, the five ten is five ten and the toy box are usually the only two. I'd say in the three. Well, Thunder Road's kind of been getting it, but the five ten, not a couple trophy races ago, they had enough Pro Fours to go down to the B main, which is insane. Yeah, from what I've been hearing, they're they're starting to make a comeback. We'll see. Um, I'm I'm not against it because I'm not against the tracks making money. I don't think they're as rough on the track as um, people originally think. 
now, especially the more modern ones, like they're making four by four short course trucks out of mini truggies that are just decimating the rest. Yep. And those things, they're not hard on anything. I don't believe. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, the front ahead. bumpers, the front bumpers kind of help that for sure. So, um, Rick Provost took that one. Uh, Stew Dog hanging out in the number two, Dale Reek in the number three, and Bruce St. Ives with a two wheel stadium truck took the number four. Nice. So cool. Now we've got 13 5. Chad Neiman took that. KP in the number two, Evan Banta the number three, Scaramel the number four, and Rick Provost in the number five. Evan Banta coming and racing some clay. He's usually an MMR regular. I've noticed that. That's cool that he's expanding a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right. So we've got uh, Thunder Road, I believe, race this weekend as well. Yep. yep. Let me just that pull was, up. That was a pretty fun time. Um, same layout they've had for the past few weeks. It's got one really difficult spot, Thunder Mountain, because it's right in front of the driver's stand, and it's coming like the – entrance and the exits are coming are blind mm-hmm. but yeah no it's good time um wow i didn't realize i had so many different classes yeah okay. i run i run <laughs> advanced because yeah the ex advanced used to be expert mm-hmm. so when i started the point series it was expert 13.5 and expert 17.5 um i tq'd in one um two-wheel drive advanced stock buggy dude my buggy was just on rails i put a brand new set of tires on it and the thing felt phenomenal i've heard the uh best run you'll get out of um carpet tires is the second run well the fuzz bites are good well the rears are good until they balloon out of control so let's say five or six weeks I had about five or six weeks on my last pair of rears, and those were those were pretty good throughout. And then I'd say I go through three sets of fronts for every set of rears I go through. Okay. So they're not like the swaggers back in the day. You'd get two, three competitive runs before you had to ditch them. Mm-hmm. Because you lose that um sharpness on the inside edge of the swagger for the two-wheel tire and they just kind of kind of fall flat on their face mm-hmm. and you don't realize it until you put on a brand new set and you're four tenths faster yeah i know uh at the jc race i ran their spec tire which was the uh, twin the twin, twin pin. pin yep and swagger front yep i broke in a set for the B mains and then I broke in a set for the A mains and my God, those tires felt two times different, you know, 20 times different than they did in practice. Sure. Yeah. Just because they were broken in and had that second run on them. Yeah. Yeah. The second run, you know, that's when they start getting fast and you always, yeah. But at that, at, with how high a groove that track is, they're just one run tires. Well, hmm. that's tough. Um, the twin pins and swaggers, you can go a while 
And it's like Alan Smith is still using the same tires, and he's competitive in the now expert class. It used to be pro class. He was battling for second for most of that race because I was marshalling it. Really? Oh, yeah. Um, Caden Voss, he went to the Cleveland off-road race. It's right after the on-road race. Mm-hmm. And ever since he came back, he has hit a new gear. I would definitely say at Thunder Road, Caden Voss is pro fast. Really? But he also works there and puts in shit tons of laps. That too, yeah. But from where he was, like, he was still, you know, battling for wins, top two, top three before Cleveland. Mm-hmm. After Cleveland, he's just gone. Maybe it was some extra information and help he got from Thomas Tran and the rest of the TLR team. Or maybe it's the kick in the ass of being at a big event or something like that. But something clicked in his head. He's the only one uh, that has hit a sub-14 second lap, and that was with his uh, 13.5 wheeler. Really? Yeah. It, on the current layout, dude, he's he's fast. Hmm. Uh, so he'll, he'll be fun to – because – when we get in silly season, I, I got to give a theory, but I have a theory we're going to have two avenue of pro racers, pure, stop, or pure um, carpet racers and pure dirt racers. Mm-hmm. You, you won't have the back and forth so much. Okay. It'll almost be like a separation between the on and off road is. Right. I don't even think there's any pro on road racers left, to be honest. I. I know. Is there even any on-road left in the United States? Oh, yeah, but not pro. I mean, the Cleveland on-road race had 330 entries. But it's kind of like they all show up for big events, and they like to flex nuts and show off money. Mm-hmm. But they all, with the exception of, like, Weeda and Van Ert and Brad Sandvig and Jeff Choban and a couple others. We have a couple of good club racers, but a good majority of the 330 entries there and the 500 that's going to show up at Snowbirds, they just like to show up at big events and flex their money. And Mm -hmm. that's what a lot of the on-road scene that's not Minnesota, that's what they're all about. They just like to flex nuts and be like, yeah, I spent this much. It's like, who cares? That's lame, man. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like to spend money, but I like to get use. I like to race more than once every month and a half. Right. So, yeah, Thunder Road, though, was a good time. It was um, on New Year's. It was a points race. I wasn't thinking. I didn't think they were going to have a points race on New Year's, but they did. I think we got 70, they got 74 entries there, which is really decent. They got a fully separate class of mini truggies running now. It's pretty cool. Oh, no. Yeah, they're getting them working on the carpet. That That's really surprising. It's, they're not looking bad. They're not. Um, They're not looking great. 
they don't look as good as they do on the clay, but they're not looking as bad as they were like a couple of years ago. I mean, I tried it a couple of years. Many belong on the third. Oh, dude. They do. Um, and, well, because most of the mini truggies are techno-based, and techno has zero support for carpet because that's not their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they have basically zero support for their 10-scale vehicles, if we're being totally honest. I mean, we have our local... Team drivers, they'll give you the support, but actual factory support, new products to make things better, all that. Like the laydown servo deal, mm-hmm. that should be a factory techno option, not something you got to drill and do and figure out yourself. Yeah, I think uh, I think he just went out on a limb to try and figure that one out. It works. It does. I have it done on mine, and it's it works wonders. I'm going to do it on mine. Um, you should you should do it before the weekend. I don't have the servo. I have a uh, a full size servo. I don't even have a shorty servo on mine. Oh really? Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll do it between heats if we get bored. If That's, there's enough, it's time. a lot. It's a lot of work. Well, okay. Well, I don't think I'll do it this weekend. <laughs> Because I'm sitting there looking at the rest of my schedule for the weekend. I don't have that kind of time. Right. I got the little bit of my mini truggy that I was working on done. And, yeah. So, sorry, I interrupted for Thunder. Just pick out um, three classes. Okay. Um, Let's do 17.5 two-wheel advance. Just because you ran it. Cool. Uh, you took the win in that one. Dave Gundry in the two. Yeah. Dave Champlin in the three. Chris Wixek. Wizek, Wizek, Wizek. Something like that. Sorry if I just shoplocked no. your last name. But... Dude, I do it all the time. I think everybody does it all the time and then, until, they're, until they actually hear it. Yep. And then uh, John Martin took the number five spot in that one. Yeah. He TQ'd we'll in one advanced wheeler. I couldn't catch him. That's the one I actually just pulled up. Nice. Yeah, I was um, going really aggressive for front tires, and my car was really fast but so unstable. Yeah, that's the that's the fine line of carpet. It is. I think uh, I think I'm gonna go back to where I was. But no, John drove a hell of a main. He no marshals, nothing like that. It's always nice when you can run consistently. Yeah. So John Martin took that one. Dave Gundry in the number two and yourself in the number three. Yep. I lost second place on the last lap. <laughs> <laughs> That's frustrating. <laughs> um, Dave Gundry has made this cool um, foam uh, template teal because the two-wheel drive rear foams come mm-hmm. too wide and everybody's got to cut them down mm-hmm. well he made a template to where you put it in and you put a box cutter in and you go all the way around and it'll cut down to the size of a four-wheel drive front and that's what you want in the rear of a two-wheel buggy i thought i seen uh mainfield and taller and all them doing that at the ins race yeah 
But now it's super easy. Instead of just cutting and guessing, you put it, the foam in the mold, in the template, you put a box cutter in, you just quick circle with it, and you're done. Mm-hmm. So his brother put a post, uh, I don't know, a week or two ago in the RC Racing Group because so, Dave isn't about social media, but they're about five to seven bucks a piece. They're dirt cheap, and you'll use them forever. <laughs> Or, yeah. or until they make uh, two-wheel drive carpet foams the proper size. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Anyway. So, uh, Sportsman, I just pulled up Sportsman A-Main. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Lucas Roman took the win in that one. Yep. Deacon Martin in the number two. Mm-hmm. Anthony Ham- uh, Hammerstead. Yep. In the number three, Joe three in the number four, and Tyler Seberg in the number five. Yep. That was frustrating for me because I think Joe three hit his first, uh, I think that was the first time he's really frustrated while racing. Like, I had to yell at him on the driver's stand because he was upside down revving the piss out of his car. Mm-hmm. And I said, when he came off the driver's stand, I said, if you do that shit again, you're just period, done. Mm-hmm. I'm I don't want the kid to have the get going on the same anger problems that I've had to deal with over the years. Yeah, they're uh, it, there's something different to get over. It is totally. I had a little uh, lash out on an Omaha yeah. that I really wasn't too proud of that I really kind of <laughs> knocked myself in the head for. But oh, we all do. We all yeah, do. It... last uh, last sub zero a year ago, dude. I fucking flipped out a bunch. But, you know, don't run three classes. <laughs> That's what I learned that day. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Speaking of three classes, we had uh, a couple of our locals go out to uh, trackside this weekend for their series race over New Year's. Okay. Uh, Clayton Carluca and Kyle Homer went out there. Nice. Um, let's see here. I know Kyle ran 13.5 wheeler stock buggy two wheel stock buggy and i want to say modified i could be wrong i'm looking for the main list or no that was clayton that ran mod two okay so clayton ran mod two uh 13.5 wheeler and uh stadium truck okay how do you do um let's see here modified truck a main Maybe it wasn't that one. Modified buggy. 13.5 truck. There it is. Clayton Cardaluca. He won that one. Cool. Uh, Scotty Ernest. Ernest. in that number two. Yeah. Brian Jagger in the number three. Larry Wright, the number four. And Jeff Piskey in the number five. Okay. Uh, 13.5 wheeler was Kyle Holmberg taking that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler Pattenode. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure either. Taking the number two, uh, Matt Wilbert taking the number three, Troy Weber in the number four, and Corey Crossley in the number five. Okay. Um, your stock buggy A. Matt Wilbert took the number one. Tyler, again, Tyler Patton out. Took the number two. Kyle Homer in the number three. Um... I don't even want to try that last name. Let's just go with Kyle K. 
took the number four, and Corey Crossley in the number five. Okay. Um, and I believe, let's see where Two Wheel Mod is. Stock buggy. Four wheel. Modified truck. I know. Where is it? I know it's in here. That's our, I mean, modified truck, they, I, I don't see them getting enough for a 13.5 and modified. Do you? Yeah, they had both of them. They had a modified and a 13.5. Okay. Uh, Chase Lemonel. Okay. Took the number one, Cole Toller, the number two, and Tyler Swift in the number three for modified truck. Beating Cole Tollard's legit. He is the 2021 Roar National Truck Modified Truck Champion. Yeah. I'm just looking for the two-wheel mod, eh, man? I know they had a two-wheel mod, man. Yeah. Can't find it. That's a bummer. Oh, modified buggy. There it is. Cole Toller took that one. Yep. Uh, Chase Lemonel took the number two. Gregory Tennis took the number three. Troy Weber in the number four. Clayton Carluca the number five. And Paul Remais? Remais? Remais, number six. I hope uh, Clayton comes to uh, the 510 this weekend. I kind of want to race him in truck. Because I, well, I got my truck really dialed off of his setup, and I want to see if it's as good as I think it is. Mm Mm-hmm. He's really got his uh, modified. He's really got a stadium truck setups dialed he does. pretty well. Well, was it last? It was like all of last year. Even when we weren't running it, he would spend a good couple of battery packs practicing with it and dialing in his setup. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, uh, that's it for Moto Sheets. I would say, wouldn't you? Because we got. I, uh... I'm not sure if anywhere else they ran this weekend. Yeah. Um, I know the Hobby Farm, they ran this weekend. Yeah. We can hit them uh, next week. We got the uh, driver's meeting. That's um, our beginner's segment. And this is one thing that um, a lot of people don't do, even though instruction manuals tell you to. Use a nice quality Loctite where it tells you to Loctite. You know, mm-hmm. like ball stud going into aluminum, all that stuff. Uh, yep. The screws going into your C-block, especially if you're on carpet. Because loose screws on the bottom of a chassis wrecks the carpet. So uh, use Loctite when it's um, going into metal. You don't really need it going into plastic. Mm-mm. But like ball studs going into aluminum, screws going into aluminum, use a dab of blue Loctite. Don't don't mm-hmm. do the red stuff. The red stuff that'll that'll really stick. You'll have a hard time getting that off. So I guess there's some new kind that it sticks like red, but you don't have to heat it up like red to get it loose. You just got to really? heat it up a little bit. I don't remember what kind it was. But it's some kind of new, but just blue's usually good enough. And if you need red Loctite on something, I would see what you're doing wrong. <laughs> um, so we got 
a ton of silly season that happened. So, man, I kind of, uh, it's like you want to record with, with everything that happens, but so much had happened from the last episode till now. Mm-hmm. So let's start out with the most uh, shocking to me were uh, the Fuller family is out of TLR and 2HB. I'm definitely a fan for A-scale. I'm not necessarily a fan for 10-scale. And Mason, dude, he's just as good at 10-scale as he and Caden. They're both excellent in both 10th and A-scale. It's they got the wheeler with HB and there's that rumored two wheel, but I don't I don't think it's very good. I don't know. From what I've heard from Pablo, he likes he loves the four wheel. He yeah. just, he doesn't like the two wheel very much. Well the two wheel isn't it's if he's got a two wheel, it's from twenty sixteen or before. Mm-hmm. Um and the four wheel so I hear the same thing with the four-wheel that I hear with the Techno four-wheel buggy, that it's strong. But, dude, it's... The HB does look okay at, from the few times I've seen it. I've just... I guess I've never seen... I've seen pretty good drivers drive it, but I've never really seen that wheelman drive it. You know what I mean? Yep. Um. Yeah, so we'll see. Um. Definitely a good A-scale program. Yeah, for sure. Um, the HB got a few more drivers. They got uh, Ryan Pavitas and Jackson Brunson. Pavitas leaves AE, and so does Jackson Brunson. I did not. Uh, I did not see Brunson leaving coming. I figured he was like an AE and AE only guy. I think. Yeah, I think him and uh, Spencer um, Spencer Rivkin are really good friends too. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, AE must have thrown something at these guys. Because Mason is right at that point to where he's going to start getting a little something for his Mm -hmm. efforts. He's not going to be a full paid driver, but he should be full travel and maybe some contingency money. Maybe Mm -hmm. TLR wasn't willing to hook him up with that. And then same same with Tom Rinderneck. Tom Rinderneck is also out of TLR, but he has not made an announcement yet. Yeah, I've seen that one too. I'm not 100% sure where he's doing either. Is he going to associate it? I don't know where he's going. Nobody knows. Um, I bet you the second we stop recording, it'll get announced. Yeah. Because Ryan Lutz's new team's getting announced tomorrow. When he gets his bodies in. Yeah. But, yeah, I think what's nice with the Fuller family is they got their backyard track like Seth has, but they have kind of the same family dynamic, but to where Caden and Mason, they're never on an island by themselves if they decide to jump ship and go somewhere else. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, cause Mason is definitely that elite level. Caden's not too far behind. Uh, 
where Mason's making A's cadence at the top of the B's on a pro level. Mm-hmm. So they can sit and bounce information off each other, and and their dad Mike, he's also a pretty good brain. Yeah, they're uh, from what I witnessed at the last Omaha series, they're they're they got a really good program going for themselves. Yeah, the only one thing, one thing I don't like about the HB car is the old school gearboxes. They don't have the quick axis rear diffs and front oh. diffs. Uh, it's like a 10, 12-year-old gearbox design. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've heard from everybody that's with HB. And if you're doing proper maintenance, that just sucks. Yeah. But, I'd imagine it would. But other than that, the car looks phenomenal. The HB Ace scales have always looked great. Um, CJ Jelen was out of Kyosho America, which we all kind of saw happening because mm-hmm. he wasn't being sent to many races now he's on um a weird kind of team running mugen it's an outside sponsor yeah it's some uh i can't i, I remember sean saying something about it it was like a manufacturing company or yeah. some sort of production company wants to pay for all of his travels, all, all everything, you know, for his cars, his hotels, everything. I mean, good for him, and I wonder if it's Team Mark, based out of Sa- Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Um, the owner's name is Mark Noperi, and um, he said Adam Drake helped make it happen. So... Do you think we'll see this more? Because honestly, this is just a big write-off for him. He's not yeah. going to see a dime back in advertising all this. This is one big write-off. So do you think you'll see this more often? Kind of like the teams that were in the RCGP. Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, It just depends on what, men, or what uh, chassis companies wants to do. If they want to pay, keep paying people to go to these big races or not. They, mm, they got like I've said on previous episodes that pro RC racers might become a thing of the past in the near future. But unless something like this revives them and brings it back. Because you're not making a ton of money unless you're at the very tippy top. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it would be interesting because you're you're familiar with full scales racing. Do you know at what point that sponsorship actually has um, a return on business? I'm guessing, like, I don't know, man. Maybe World of Outlaws, like the top teams. There is never a money return. I kind of figured. I was maybe NASCAR F1, but I didn't get I figured all that's just a write-off as advertising. Mm-hmm. So, like, with, with what I was doing with the, with the uh, late model driver, they would, uh, their biggest sponsor was Driding Race yeah. Fluids. Yeah, yeah. And they, uh, they would give them X amount of money to go, 
go race these places, you know, pay for their fuel and pay for pit entries and, you know, pay for random stuff like that. But sure. it never, it, it's, it, at some point it was still coming out of the driver's pocket. Okay. At, at some point. Yeah. Where, whether it be, you know, tires or, a, you know, a seat or maybe tin. Okay. But like, as far as like all the motors and all those components, they're yeah. all, they get people to pay for, pay for those. Right. Trent Fulmer's last modified ride. That was the deal to have. Mm-hmm. You show up, the cars are ready to go. You race and you go home. Yeah, that is uh, prime. Yeah, I forget what series the last series he raced in, but there is a documentary about it, and he was one of the focused on drivers, and he did fairly well in that series. Yeah, from what I uh, from what I've heard, I don't I don't necessarily remember him, you know, watching him racing, but from what I've heard, he was oh, dude, he was good. <laughs> Uh, I got a story for you, and he'll get a chuckle because it's his most well-known story. But before that, the last series he ran, and they tried making modified racing super huge. They almost tried doing an RCGP thing with it. And it was just like modified only, your top of the top guys on like a Thursday night or something like that. Mm -hmm. And they'd go around the Midwest. I don't think around the country. I think it's just around the Midwest, and they put on a show. But I think that a lot of that filler was missing. I think it was just just the show that was running and the series that was running, and that was it. I think it only lasted one, maybe two seasons. So anyway, about Trent, he gets this uh, World of Outlaws late model ride. Mm-hmm. 2007, 8, 9, around that era. Yep. Goes out, gets a fifth fucking place, like one of the first times out. Next time out, he destroys the car so bad that they had to put uh, forks on the bobta- bobcat to scrape it off the fucking track. Wow. <laughs> yeah. He was okay, shockingly, because I saw the... I saw that crash, and they used to play it on the Speed Channel only the day after. And I think this was before Facebook or right around the time of Facebook. And I just saw that, and I was worried for him because that was a bad crash, and I had no real way to get a hold of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're uh, when you're going 100 and you know 100 mile an hour plus into a pretty high bank corner and you know you make one mistake and the car just gets out from under you and it's 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 pretty much the car's game from there oh for sure you're just along for the ride you know trent he's hell of a wheel man but i do got to give him shit one more time when he's driving all you could see in whatever car he drove all you could see is his head bobbing because <laughs> yeah but, man, he was great. And he always sits there and thinks, he's like, maybe I could get in a ride this year. Maybe. And he's always on the verge of something. And then something always stops him. It's all, it, it gets, you know, it gets to a point where you have to look at how much, 
that you're going to be spending out of your own pocket, even if you have your own ride. Right. I think it might be that point, too, that ignorance is bliss because he is, when he's on his game, he can be elite fast, but I think he knows the money it takes to be elite fast. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, my, my dad, he, uh, he just bought a car. Actually, he's buying another car this year. Jeez. And just, just to put that car together, it was 30 grand. Yeah. And that was a rolling chassis. And that, that was, you know, $16,000 just for the chassis itself. Sure. Sure. And then, you know, you got to put into the motors, you got to put in all the attachments, the trannies, the sets of gears you need, the rims, the tires. So I was talking to Phil Jones. Uh, most people in the Minnesota RC community know, community knows Phil Jones. He's mostly an oval racer, but has screwed around with other stuff. I was talking to him. We used to work together back in 2014, 2015, around there. And I was talking to him. And I'm like, hey, my this is when my RC budget, or when I spent about six grand a year, I'm like, can I do a street stock? Because I'm like, I'm seeing all these um, turnkey street stocks for three grand. I'm like, can I do turnkey? He goes, absolutely not. He goes, I'm on the tightest budget in the world, and for street stock, I'm spending thirteen grand a year. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, nothing is. I mean, I guess it's relatively cheap, but nothing's cheap. No, not not even remotely. Nowadays, it's you have to spend the money. You have no choice. Sure, sure. All right. Um, let's see. What else do we got? Joe Bornhorse, we all knew he was going to be out at Techno. Um, the writing was on the wall for him. Uh, but he went to S-Works, and so did Kyle McBride. I like it. I really do. Um, maybe he can continue where, maybe both of them can, can continue where Cavalry left off. Mm-hmm. I totally understand from the financial side why Cavalieri left S-Works to TLR. Um, just for them guys, it just depends on who's going to pay the bill. They're yeah, be able to pay the bill. Exactly. What are you messing with there? <laughs> Sorry, I'm build. I'm building uh, my four wheel kit. Ah, oh, gotcha. You're still doing that. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I've been laid up for the last couple of days. I haven't been feeling all that well. Ah, oh, bummer, man. Um, yeah, but, um, Born Horse is mostly an A-scale driver, and so is McBride, so, uh, S-Works fits, fits very well for them. Their, um, most up-to-date cars do look very decent. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler Jones seems like he's out of Schumacher for 10-scale stuff, but he's not really a 10-scale driver. He might bust him out two, three times a year, so that's not really a big deal. Right. Um, a couple of others, uh, lots, like we said, he's out of WRC, but he's still going to be racing. Yeah, I thought he was going to be in uh, retirement this year. Uh, I think he's having that Tebow last contract deal, and if he doesn't get the resurgence that Tebow did, I think he'll be out. Okay. Um, I also notice, uh, you know, WRC also, also, um, ignore they they they're trying to build a national team and have regional regional um team managers, 
they kind of really ignored the Midwest. Mm-hmm. The Midwest has a shit ton of talent, untapped talent, that could really put good exposure to their team. Like yeah, it, for sure. I mean, dude, Armand Charland alone, like, from where he was at the Toy Box last year to where he is now is leaps and bounds. And what he did with that WRC car, he didn't win any big races, or, but he did impress me with it. He did very well with it. Yeah, I... Uh... From what I've seen, yeah, he's he's coming a long ways with that car. And you know, the car never looked like a piece of shit. Mm-mm. For the uh, for the couple of times I drove it, I thought it was kind of a soft kind of car. Sure, sure. But uh, as as time went on, you know, you kind of get used to that, and you start driving it like it's actually meant to drive, and it's like, okay, yeah, this car doesn't handle half bad. Right, right. Um, Blake Champlin is out of AE. Don't know where he's going. Have you seen anything on that? I have not. I'm going to just double check to make sure you announce anything because usually January 1st is a day and it's a third. And he just <laughs> thumbs up profile picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't blame him. I, I'm willing to guess he's going to go to Schumacher with his brother. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I don't know, man. Uh, I kind of wonder if Brock's going to be back with the Gamma for A-Scale. I think he only ran the A-Scale once or twice, Brock Champlin. Mm-hmm. He's really a carpet racer, and to be as good as he is on the carpet, I don't think that uh, – I don't think you could put the proper effort to be an A-main driver on a Nitro program. Mm-mm. Um, it, it, I think it just threw you off. Yeah. Couple more silly season things. Um, Cole, just announced Cole Ogden to Ultimate Engines. Mm-hmm. I just seen that on Facebook right before you called me. Yeah. Yeah. It just happened. Which is, hey man, him and Beach RC fit together very well. I think. Yep. Absolutely. Um, speaking of beach RC, super professional about the way they handled it. Um, Brent Densford, he's not where he's at by accident. I used to think, I used to think he kind of was, I I never gave the guy any credit, but he so far handled this situation with class beach RC will no longer distribute JQ or Mayako stuff. Now, this gives me some thoughts on podcast silly season because we all know the No Name RC podcast is tied super tight with Mayako, JQ, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But also Beach RC is a huge sponsor of the No Name RC podcast, and they're also, they were going to have a team for RCGP. Mm-hmm. Don't know if they're going to again or not. Because 2022, it's going down for RCGP. They released a schedule. Did they? Yeah. Um, so, Beach RC, man, they made a lot of things happen for JQ. They made a lot of things happen for Mayako. Uh, not so much Mayako. I take that back. 
But they made a lot of stuff happen for JQ Racing. JQ was floundering and in the ground before Beach picked him up. Really? There was one guy locally that raced at one time within, like, the four-state area. You know, and then Beach RC comes along, and then you get a crap ton of guys you had. For a while, you had Frank Miller, you had Jason Chenard, you had a ton of guys in the Blooming Prairie group. You had, um, you had Jordan Corton. Mm-hmm. You had him before they joined Techno. So, the, you know, especially around here when Beach RC came on board, massive resurgence in the Minnesota and Midwest area too. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'll be curious to see. I don't know why it happened. But I'm curious to see the way it will, the way, if they'll continue supporting the No Name RC podcast and RCGP. I'd like to see them continue supporting both. But again, though, I don't know the details behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, I know why we haven't, well, I don't know why, but... um, it seemed like there was no hard feelings between JQ and Nick Watlett when Nick decided he's going to no longer be part of anything JQ or Mayako. Mm-hmm. But then after that was announced, um, Nick Watlett said, good, now I can support Beach RC. So Nick wasn't having anything to do with it. Um, he was supposed to continue his segment on the No No Name RC podcast, but since he announced his departure from JQ, he has not been on the show one time. Wow. Yeah, it's... You know, it's one of those things. Keenan's stuck in between a rock and a hard place. Because when things like this happens, he he wants the dirt. We all want the dirt. We all want the dirt. Until I guarantee he knows why all this happened. And he's probably like, oh, shit, I can't talk about it. Mm-hmm. So. Kind of like a YouTuber would get demonetized. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, that was interesting. Um, Two more quick things, and then we'll hit your notes. And then we'll get into questions and get out of here. How does that sound? Yeah, sounds like a plan. John Wieda had a drone video go viral. Joe Rogan posted it. Was that the one in the bowling alley? No. That was him going from zero to 200 kilometers an hour in one second. Oh, that was on the uh, park bench. Yeah. No, that's his backyard. Oh, really? Yeah, he lives... Up in Twig and up in Twig, you have to have a piece of property. They, they have a city mandate to where every piece of property in Twig, you need five acres or more. Wow. Yeah. The, uh, I think Nowthen also has that. So, yeah, he's it was zero to 200, and he's like, dude, imagine. He goes, if this is... It, this is available to the public. Imagine what the military is doing is what Rogan was saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the sound behind it. Oof. It's almost scary. Yeah. Well, what's funny is the original video on Instagram only has like 20 views. 
Mm-hmm. It's like somebody picked it up and, you know, it's not anybody's fault, but nobody knows where it came from. I think it's yeah. like four or five times removed because it was on Sports Center before Rogan reposted it. Really? Yeah. That thing took off. It is also on the Tinfoil Hat Podcast Instagram page. That's just a conspiracy show I listen to that's silly <laughs> as fuck. So, yeah, I, I just thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that that uh, I seen that, and it kind of amazed me how fast that little thing got going. Dude, he's been working on, he's been probably working on drones now for seven, eight years. Um. There's a new episode of Driven that's going to be out soon. They just released the second trailer today, so keep an eye out for that. Um, do you have any notes that I have not hit on yet? Uh, I think you have, I might a, have few. a couple. What's that? I think you have a few, I was going to say. Yeah, you were telling me yesterday you're thinking that this might be your last indoor race for the season. Uh, with the mini truck, yeah. If that mini truck, yeah, with the work I put into it, if it doesn't show any signs of livening up at all in the steering department, I'm done with mini truggy on the clay. What that means, do I sell the mini truggy and get a wheeler? No, you just keep working at it. No. <laughs> Dude, this thing's frustrating. It is. I under, I totally understand. I want it to drive the way my team velocity trucks drove, but that is not possible and have a consistent vehicle too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Stadium truck is the only consistent on the clay for me right now because that thing's just so damn good. I put it, put it on the track and it works every time. You can never complain about that. Mm -hmm. This mini truggy, you know, I drove it, maybe one or two clay races and then I drove it outside on the loose dirt and it's so good on the loose dirt but now that I've driven a couple of very high grip races it's not that good but I did find one small issue with it um the screws on the steering brace mm-hmm. the the two that connect to the front gearbox were busted But the chassis was not bent, so I don't know how the hell that happened. Weird. I I haven't seen that. Because usually when you break screws in plastic, you're wrecking a bunch of other shit. Mm Mm-hmm. But everything else was straight and fine. So that is what it is, I guess. Um, Let's see. Um, But yeah, I'm, I'm not done with clay. It's... Uh, I, I'm just not putting, I'm putting this effort into clay this year that I was to carpet last year. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have, uh, we have the cash days coming up here in a f- couple weeks. When is out, that? Out at, out at the 510, January 29th. I might be able to make that one. I do. It's presented by uh, Spartan Trucking. Okay. Spartan Transport. It's uh, Corey DeRozier. He'll have his badass-looking uh, long-nosed Peterbilt sitting out front. That thing is cool. I look it at it, I look at it on Facebook, and I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, first will pay out fifty bucks. Second will pay out thirty, and third will pay out twenty. Nice. Um, fifteen bucks an entry. 
Yeah, so, I'm hoping to be there. Two rounds of qual. So uh, it's sing, a, single A mains. Nice. So basically a regular uh, club day. Yeah, just with a little twist. Yeah, I like it. You know, I don't think there should be money every week, but money every once in a while is a good thing. Yeah, at the speaking of that, actually out at at uh, heydays this year, they gave all the racers a little bit of cash for coming out and that's pretty much them saying thank you for coming out and yeah we had a lot of fun yeah you get in for free which i ain't know how much it costs to get in there until mike fisk came up to me and goes it cost me 50 dollars just to walk into this place yeah so you get in for free and then i think the racers got what 50 bucks a piece which isn't a uh, lot but 40 if i remember 40. right yeah 40 bucks a piece that i mean that pays for your cheese curds and whatnot for the day i had a blaster in that race being paid or not oh i did too i love it i love announcing in front of a crowd like that i know you wanted to announce but it's like i can't give that up <laughs> <laughs> and i don't blame you for it i had i probably had more fun racing than i did actually that i would have announcing yeah um that little it's a very small track it provides some good racing because they make oh, yeah. they make the joker lanes they make big berms and they make high risk high reward sections mm-hmm. and, and it's all in like a 13 second lap time <laughs> yeah i know uh there's a couple of berms there you can hit pretty hard there's kids that love to sit right next to the fence oh yeah and they they just blast out laughing if you hit them with chunks of dirt it is funny um <laughs> That one, that's going to be happening again in September. I'm already excited for that. Yeah, so am I. I'm bringing my new truck with me, and hopefully I don't come home with anything with the motor, but I might. (laughs) See, the problem with that is all of the good swap is done Friday night before it's open to the general public. Mm -hmm. That's the only issue with that. Um. Yeah, man, let's get into uh, tech inspection, which is the questions. Um, let me see here. I got them screened. Hey, we can't, can't forget about the 510 this weekend. They got their Oh, yeah, days. jeez. <laughs> You're right. Uh, yeah, 510 this weekend. It's going to be the Sub-Zero Challenge. There's going to be practice on Friday. I don't think if, – if you've driven on the layout, I don't think it's very necessary – um, but it's going to be a Saturday-Sunday deal. Uh, 25 for the first entry, 15 for the second. Yep. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, I'm only running two classes, so I won't be a little bitch this time. I'm, uh, it's kind of up to Chris at this point, but I might, uh, I might be running the show this weekend. Sweet. That'd be awesome. So kind of depends on if he gets his voice back or not. He'll, uh. We'll go from there. But if not, then I'll for surely be racing. All right. Uh, First questions are from Mike Glider. Uh, First one, he's wondering, um, recommendations for the best ways to help class survive. Have good, tight racing that's not a complete hack fest, I think. Yeah. Sometimes, though, things just aren't savable. Yeah, if you're going into a corner too hot and the guy's just coming to a dead stop just to make the corner and you accidentally hit him, that's 
Yeah, but I mean, he means to like save an entire class from going away. Oh. Um. Sometimes you can't help it. No, you can't. It just depends on what the people of the community want to do. Yeah. Um. If the they... first year running Mini Truggy, we didn't. I I literally so I literally bought a Mini Truggy just to race, and that's it. And then one day I went to the toy box. And I wasn't able to race. So that's why I got a two-wheel drive stock buggy. But it's one of those things that's... you got to keep... You yourself, you need to make the commitment. Are you pumping air out of shocks? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was going to say that sounds sounds funky. <laughs> <laughs> I was pumping them. I'm, I'm building my center diff right now. Oh, I got you. How mu- how mu- what weight fluid do you use on dirt? Uh, well, I'm just starting out with kit right now, which is two hundred. Okay, because that's kind of kind of part of his next question, but not really, because he's more wondering carpet. But um, but yeah, just um, you need to be committed. You need to find a couple of friends to be committed, and when people see that people are showing up on a weekly basis, they'll be willing to. Because you got to think that. Every class in the 10 scale world is a $1,000 plunge. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. And that's so hard to make. It is. Even if the class looks like the funnest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, his next question, he goes, um, he got another wheel, wheeler for carpet mod or 13.5 slipper or center diff or he says he's running a slipper or a gear diff with heavy fluids what are the benefits well myself and kyle holmberg i don't i'll be honest with you wheeler on carpet you have let's say with the two-wheel drive buggy you got a three-foot window tuning window Mm -hmm. with the wheeler you got six inches Every time I've tried to go outside of the setup that Kyle has given me, it has, and not by a lot, just by just by a little bit, it has bitten me in the ass so hard. Like, again, those front tires, it's just going outside a little bit. It bit me in the ass. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm running a center diff with 2.5 million. Um, so, okay. And what you got to do, you literally need to take 24 hours to fill. You got to, you know, fill it up and let it sit for six hours. Go put, see that it's settled, you know, Mm -hmm. and then put a little more in. And then maybe put the, the conical gears in and then maybe put a little more in. Let it sit for another six hours. And then maybe put a little more in. It's a 24-hour process. And if you don't take that time, your diff will not be full. That's how, I hate to say it, that's how, sh- but once you do it, you're done. I don't, yep. I've done my front and rear diff six times since then. Mm-hmm. And I have not touched a center because I just know it's good. Um, the, okay. So a slipper, the thing with the slipper is you're going to get more of a direct feel. Um, and it's going to 
always, even when you're running such heavy center diff fluid, you you're going to feel some leeway with it. You're, yeah, you're going to feel a little bit of a change throughout a run. Not not nearly as much as you would if you were, like, we were running, I had a million in that center diff for a while, and you would definitely feel a change throughout a six-minute run. You're not feeling it with two and a half as mm-hmm. nearly as much. But a, a slipper is a little more consistent, and it's a little more direct. But I like the forgiveness that a center diff gives you instead of a slipper. Yep. Because you're not getting any forgiveness with the slipper. Mm-mm. So, yeah. Um, Hesh Hesh is wondering, where do you think Bornhorst and Lutz are going? Well, Bornhorst to S works. What's your best uh, guess for Lutz? It's, it's, I don't know, to be honest. He's kind of been all over the map, so it's, it's, it's just a big guessing game. If I had to guess, I'd say he's probably going back to Techno. Mm. I I don't think he could do it in a paid role. No, I don't think so. To be honest, I've been seeing I've been seeing a lot of guys guessing he's going to TLR. <sighs> that would be tough to be a third wheel, but so they did just lose Rinderneck and the Fullers, and I think that might be what they're aiming for, is to get Lutz on the team. So let's say Caden's a hundred percent driver. Let's say Fuller. This is speculation. Mm-hmm. So let's say Fuller, Mason Fuller, and Rinderneck were travel plus contingency. Do you think those three moves would be enough to pay Lutz? Which I could see. And also, Horizon Horizon has had a really, really, really good year with the Agama line, and all their other basher stuff to where they could probably float the race team. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad call. Definitely. My guess would be back to Kyosho. Was he with Kyosho at one point? Oh yeah. That's where he made his bones originally. Oh, I thought he made his bones with techno. No, God, I want to say <laughs> he, he, didn't get screwed, but he believed the wrong things. I don't know the exact order of this. I want to say it was Kyosho, Tamaya, Durango. With Durango, he signed a lifetime contract. And oh. he was with Durango till the bitter end. And then it was Techno. And then Agama, WRC, and wherever he's going to go now. Okay. I'd like to see him go back with the Gamma. Um, that's what I'd like to see. He was having really good success with the car, but I don't think we're going to see it. I think we're going to see him back to Kyosho or maybe TLR. TLR and a bunch of other guys that they're probably 100% drivers that I haven't heard of are off of the team. Like, mm-hmm. if you go down Circus RC and Live RC, I'll say X, Y, and Z have left TLR. Mm-hmm. Well, let's say they're 100% guys. That opens up a ton of capital. It does. So you might be right. Um, Dale Reek is wondering, 
How much time will Joey dedicate to BMX on the podcast to honor his predecessor? Well, unfortunately, I can't say I've ever raced BMX. Yeah, that's... Uh, I used... I, me and my buddies used to do it all the time when we were kids, but... Oh, yeah. Oh. In the sorry, sorry, Dale, I can't help you there. <laughs> <laughs> but Dale's also wondering... Uh, what challenges do you feel are going to be hitting local Minnesota RC tracks in 2022? How would the two of you deal with them? If you could make one sweeping change in the RC community in Minnesota, what would it be? Please both give answers. Interested in seeing from both eyes who has been in this for a long time like me versus someone who is newer to the RC game like you, Joey. And you're not new, new, but, you know, I've been in it since 1988. I've seen the rise and fall a few times. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Joey? Um, what, I mean, the so he's wondering... Challenges, challenges, and how how would you deal with the challenges and one sweeping change to the RC community? I think uh, one of the biggest challenges is going to be um, the amount of drivers we're going to have. Mm-hmm. With, I mean, COVID really it, it it helped for a year, but now I think once everybody kind of settles down and they figure out, well, I mean, you know, they they don't want to race this year or. Right. We'd rather go de- do do. Excuse me. We'd rather go do this. We'd rather go do that. Mm-hmm. It's I hard. just think the 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 local car counts are going to go down. Right. Um. The way I would deal with them is, I guess, promoting. Sure, you're right, and I think to add on to that, promote to an outside group like the way Party Crashers is trying to do. Mm-hmm. Like I think we should kind of. I'll pile on the party crasher board and I don't know, find a way to put it on steroids to yeah, really, that, that... really hook the kids. Cause he gets like 20 kids to 10, 20 kids to a community ed event. And I, I mean, maybe, maybe it's one of those things where he has to get a hold of, you know, Rick or Sean maybe and see if he can hold an event out there for them. I, uh, I think he, um, I think he should brainstorm with Sean. That too. Because I think the community ed thing is a very, very good thing he's doing. Absolutely. Like, he goes to Monticello, Elk River, Becker, Maple Grove, you know, all over the mm-hmm. North Metro. Mm-hmm. And I think... So Sean's done done the track in a box thing before. Like he's had a small track in his shed, and he's also used to do the roller rink gig. Mm-hmm. And he knows how to make a really fun track out of very minimal stuff. I mean, especially when he was running his Benton County Fair oh, races. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, and. That's another thing is we need to be hitting as many of those shows as possible. Like uh, Duluth is doing Motorhead Madness. God, they're missing an opportunity by making it an on-road race instead of an off-road race. Mm -hmm. But they're doing Motorhead Madness. I know people have watched and joined RC from there. Same with um, Heydays. People watch and join the 
you know, Jimmy Paulson from Wheel Brokers sitting used to sell Traxxas kits throughout the entire weekend. Really? Oh, yeah. He would literally fill up the bed of his truck with Traxxas kits, sell them out, and he'd go back like twice a day. And he'd fill his truck up and sell them. He'd sell 40, 50 kits on a day's weekend. Wow. Yeah, or ready-to-runs. I shouldn't say kits. Um, That's impressive. Yeah. Um, the challenge is, you're right, car count. In all my years of racing, there has never been this many active tracks at one time. And something, I don't want anything to give because I race everywhere, but eventually something's going to give or has to give. Mm-hmm. Um, what that'll be, I don't know. I've, I'm not going to pretend to have any insight because I used to kind of care and all that, but it's like, dude, I just enjoy being a racer now and a podcaster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so nice just to go and sit in the pits and not have to worry about running the races or worrying about this or that or the just going and racing, paying my entry fee. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'll, I'll help them out here and there, obviously. But are you still on the committee? Yeah. Okay. But Do I'm, they, uh... I'm more on the background side of things. Um, I like I pay for the hotspot internet, mm-hmm. which is actually becoming more and more let's say useless because sean just got internet duluth has internet but anyway um i also you know help with the schedule and people come and you know when they have complaints they come to me and i have to make decisions Mm -hmm. but yeah do they have a race scheduled on millville this weekend or this year I hope not. I ask Corey and all them guys, please no. So we'll see. Um, Fair enough. And the only thing we talked about the schedule is that um, the Southern Minnesota track is going to get a race this year. We're going to give them a shot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's all. Yeah, Southern Minnesota RC Raceway. That's all we we've really discussed so far, and we do need to come up with a schedule. It's kind of um, it's kind of uh, times ran away from us this year. Let's say mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so. I'm gonna talk to him this week. Um, yeah. Let's see what else we got. Uh, Fritz Grimm. Why does Chad Neiman talk about Joey like he is some kind of racing god? <laughs> <laughs> but he does. Oh, that was that was something else. Yeah. Did he just crush him or what? <laughs> uh, not this Thursday, but the Thursday before. It yep. was uh, Christmas week. Yep. Uh, I went out to the five ten and raced. Um, Chad Neiman was there without Fritz. Yep. And. Uh, I, I laid down a TQ run in uh, round two qual or round one. Okay. Round two. I forget which one it was. But anyways, I laid down a TQ run, and he was he just got 
the biggest chubby because my car or my truck was so hooked up. Yeah. And I, I, I guess he praises me like I'm the fastest driver around here, but. <laughs> Sometimes, dude, you're there. It just depends on the day and. Yeah. Just like just like anybody, you know, it depends on the day. Yeah. You can't always have good days. Yeah. But uh, he says, wait, I have a second real question. We are in the middle of clay season. Let's hear Joey's tire choice and prep. As much secrets as he would like to share on personal ritual and what differs from the 510 to the toy box or how it may change depending on track conditions here in the Twin Cities. That's a lot in one question. Yeah, I don't. I I do the basic stuff, you know. Punch my foams, saw some ten minutes before a run, and call her good. I normally, uh, if I get a brand new set, whether it be, uh, you know, eight scale tires or, um, ten scale tires, even eight scale tires, truck tires, we have to cut the foams so the ribs are flat and it okay. just flattens the, it flattens the carcass of the tire to get you know a little bit more of a decent wear sure it, it also brings the feeling out in the tire okay um i don't even do any prep to those just saw some you know a half hour before i want to go off for my practice session and then saw some again 10 minutes before my first practice session and then i'll go out and just run the piss out of them and break them in Okay. Um, ten scale tires. I'll uh, I'll punch the foams. I'll punch the tires. Yeah. Glue them up, and then uh, I'll hit them with sandpaper. Just just enough to scuff them in. Okay. I'll run it both ways, just more one way than the other. Yep. Um, and then I'll burn them in, and whether or not I'm gonna race them, I'll either just throw them on and sauce them and keep them sauced. And then go out and run them, or I'll burn them in and then throw them in a bag and okay. let them sit in the bag. Yeah, I try to do whatever tire prep at home to where I just have to go to the track and sauce. Do you use uh, the foam buster? Uh, it depends on if I feel there are any uh, flat spots in my tires or not. Okay. If I feel that there's some flat spots, then I'll use a foam buster to flatten them out. Okay. Okay. Make them make them more round. Nice. Uh, any difference between toy box and five ten, or is it the same basic deal? Uh, the toy box seems that they have um, a lot higher grip. Yeah. So my tire choices will be the same, except I'll use a dirt web front on my two wheel right. versus an ellipse. Yep. <coughs> Excuse me. Um. Just to get the more steering out of it, you know, it's sure. such a, it's such a tiny track that it, it's you need the steering versus five ten. You don't need as much steering. Right, right. I gotta. That reminds me. I gotta find some ellipses for Joe three for the front, or he's gonna be running dirt webs. Oh. Uh, Chris Martin has some in stock if you need them. Oh yeah, sure, sure. Um. Kelly Roberts is wondering any updates on the MNRC schedule. Not yet. Like I said, dude, time ran away from us. I'm like, shit, we're in January. We usually have that schedule nailed down like mid-December. Mm-hmm. Um, except last year when we were waiting on Dale to see if we could use a dome or not, and then we just finally had to say, screw it. Um, 
I kind of wonder because he, Corey keeps talking about he. Well, we all want to go back to the dome, but the thing is, the dome will be very different because that building inside where a lot of people pit up top and on the bottom, and we use as a driver stand, that's gone. Is it? Yeah. So it's just a wide open space now. Okay. But I'm sure people could put up their pop pop ups and put the walls up on their pop ups so their shit doesn't get covered in dust. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Pablo Ayers did that the last year they were in there. Yeah, I I hope we can get back in there, but I don't know. This year it's so hard to get a hold of Dale, and this year's not looking great. Um, Donald. Tolbert is wondering, boom graphics look good because I posted uh, my new graphic sheet, my new sticker sheet today. Mm-hmm. He goes, new body in the works? Uh, nothing like new for me. Um, I, well, I finished my uh, pug nose body for my um, stadium truck, the J Concepts F2 body. Uh, I have a feeling that's going to handle a lot. My regular finisher J Concepts body... It worked great, but this fit body is 30 grams lighter, mm-hmm. and that's a lot of high weight. Yeah. And it's also way more, like, there's a lot of places where air could get under the regular finisher to where this uh, F2 is really tight. Yeah. So I got that one done in my colors, but... Yeah, um, I need to get new carpet bodies, but nothing's going to be anything... I'm. <laughs> Like Jeremiah Lucas Habits, he's like, you should get paint jobs. I'm like, dude, I'd love to, but that's so many sets of tires. Yeah. That's, I, I don't have the talent to do it, and it's 50 to 80, depending on car. That's a lot of tires. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. That's a fair way to look at it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I slowly switching over and again this is a lightweight body on the truck i run lightweight bodies on the carpet vehicles um the mini truggy body i think it doesn't i think it just comes as one i don't think that comes lightweight i wish it did because that truck, yeah but lightweight on the mini truck is i mean is it gonna make that big a difference that truck is so heavy i'm really thinking about um Putting a lighter, trying a lighter battery pack this weekend to see how bad it fades and to see how it feels. Because that's another complaint about the truck. It weighs 2,160 grams. Oh. That's a lot. And that is a lot. Yeah, and it feels like it weighs a lot. Um, I took the stock body off and I put the J Concepts body back on. The J Concepts body is faster and it rotates a little better, but the stock body is a little more stable. Mm-hmm. But the J Con body is also a tick lighter. Um, I put on a graphite front uh, steering, the brace that goes from the steering to the gearbox. Mm-hmm. But also I added weight because I added the aluminum rear hubs. So, yeah, we'll see. And I also change rear diff fluid, but uh, um, Ryan Greening's one uh, former co-host. If y'all have a short memory, <laughs> <laughs> is wondering what are Joey's plans for summer racing? How does 
and also how does Ryan Lutz get more engagement online than any other RC personality? Well, what are your plans for racing this summer? Uh, I'm going to stick with what I ran last year. I'm going to run e-buggy and nitro truck. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try and race a little bit more this, this season being, I, I picked up some sponsors, so I kind of want to fulfill out the season and. Oh yeah. Who'd you pick up? I saw, but not everybody did. Uh, as of right now, uh, send it RC mm-hmm. and, uh, AKA. Nice. Uh, there's one more in the works. I'm not sure if it's going to happen or not, but. Well, hopefully it does. Yeah. I also, uh. Sticking with the same one I had last year, full throttle. Oh, yeah. Sean's always good help. Absolutely. Um, Send it is, that's a servo I'm going to get when I do the servo change with the mini truggy. Because Sean's like, that's the only low-profile servo I've seen survive a mini truggy. Yeah. <laughs> um. So how does Ryan Lutz get more engagement online than any other RC personality? Just because every track he goes to, he does a GoPro video, and every once in a while they'll hit. You don't... I mean, every once in a while you'll see Spencer do one, but other than that, you don't see it often. Ryan Lutz does it diligently, and they're popular as hell. I love watching them myself. As well as I. Uh Obviously, he doesn't race with him because his car would handle terribly with it. But mm-hmm. uh, what was that? There was that one. It was indoor, super high grip. I forgot what it was, but it was when he was with the Gama to where he's really ripping. And I think that was his biggest video. I think that one got a few million hits. A few million? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's like the original one on Facebook got like 500,000 and then it got shared all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Uh, Jason Chenard's wondering, what kind of window cleaner am I using to clean my tires? I don't know if you clean yours, but I do mine because I love the consistency of just starting on fresh rubber. And what I noticed was Simple Green was aiding in ballooning my tires. Mm -hmm. So I use, it's in the white can with the light blue top. It's called Sprayway, world's best glass cleaner. It's the foaming one, and it's ammonia-free. It is dirt cheap. It's like two or three bucks a can. I use the one with the... uh... I use that same bottle, except mine has a little handle, like a um, like oh, a squirt bottle. Yep, yep. I bought that one at Walmart. I that's all I use. I absolutely love them. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, and it's yeah, and get ammonia free. It doesn't screw up your tires. It smells okay, and it also helps with keeping the chemicals in the tire instead of taking them out. Right, right. Um, you know, I might try that now. Yeah, I might try that with my carpet tires. So I've been cleaning my um, the fronts of my carpet tires like you do on-road tires. I've been taking motor cleaner, and I've been taking the gunk off the tires. And you get a lot of gunk off your tires. They so might never, look... Go ahead. I never really thought cleaning tires on carpet was a thing. 
it was until one day it's like it's about four or five weeks ago I'm like god my car is just not steering right and then just out of curiosity I felt the front tires and they look clean and they look fine but they felt really gummy I cleaned them off with motor cleaner and just got the gunk off and got them feeling like new rubber again car felt way better million times better it's just that the car picks up so much rubber and groove and all that other crap Mm -hmm. so um yeah i think i actually might try that next time and the last uh questions from jeff choban wondering who is ryan greening oh (laughs) you know just a man so yeah I think that's uh, all I have. Um, So, oh, one more thing. So our hoodies turned out to be a flop uh, from Teespring. Mm -hmm. Not just our hoodies, all the hoodies. Um, It's it's like the the silk screening didn't adhere to the hoodie fabric. But I can say this, that the T-shirts are still good. I've washed my ran out of talent shirt six times with no fade. So you can still get the t-shirts at pwrmerch.com. Uh, I believe Corey Hens has removed all of the hoodies. Okay. Um, so yeah, whatever's left there is good stuff. Get your ran out of talent. MNRC, what have you. Uh, 510's got one, Hobby Farm, MMR. He's got one supporting just about every track in Minnesota. Hmm. So, yeah, check him out. Get your merch. It is past the holidays, but, I mean, we do appreciate the support. It, Absolutely. This is the, and the reason why I want to go down this route instead of a Patreon route. Because it's hard. It's, it would be hard for me to come out with a little more content. And it would be a lot of me to ask of you to do also, Joey. Mm-hmm. So we're going to give this shirt thing a try first. But also in 2022, these are just ideas I want to float out there. And... I want to hear feedback, and I might even put a poll up on our Instagram. Yes, we do have an Instagram, Ran on a Talent. Go like it, share it, whatever. Um, Tell your friends. Yeah. If you would rather see us stream live on Twitch or YouTube, because I know you can do both, but it's really taxing, and I I don't want to spend 1500 on a computer. Right. You know, I just want to get my new board, maybe a new mic, maybe, you know, a nice one that doesn't leave home. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, a decent 4K Logitech camera. And then I also want to, so the program that, like, Radio Impound Podcast is using and the program that uh, the No Name RC Podcast is using, that is not free. That would cost me money, which is mm-hmm. no big deal. But I do need to find a way to pay for all this. 
So, yeah. Um, you know, also, sponsors, we're looking for sponsors for 2022. Hit me up if you'd like to sponsor our show. Um, we've had nothing but great feedback from companies we've um, had on in the past. Like Blooming Prairie, they don't advertise in the winter because they don't race in the winter. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, and Party Crashers loves it. But check it out and get a hold of me. We, I, I, I want to make some big moves for 2022, but we can't do it without the support of you guys. So we do appreciate you listening. And, yeah, check out our shirts. And do you got anything else, Joey? I have nothing. Just appreciate everybody for listening. And this is a really good podcast. And, yeah. Yeah, good for a show, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. We have ran out of talent.